Short break. We're back already. And now, Travis, thanks to the magic of space, time, and the continuum. Oh, oh, yes. That's how it works. Did I say that right? Yes, you did. Uh, Todd Glass. I had a one-on-one conversation with him yesterday, and it was absolutely amazing. About 30 minutes. We're going to throw to that. We're going to come back after that with John Caparulo live in studio. Todd Glass, if you don't know him, made history. It's widely considered one of the uh, most important or Biggest podcast episodes of all time when he decided to come out in his 40s uh, as being homosexual at on WTF with Mark Maron. It was a huge podcast episode. He was an absolute delight. Really enjoyed him. Again, he's at Helium Comedy Club all weekend long. We'll throw to that now. It's Chris Denman <laughs> with Todd Glass. Welcome to We Are Live. Welcome to Mid Coast Studio. Welcome to St. Louis, man. Good to see you. Thank you. Good to be here. I was just saying before we went on, I don't think I'd been here, but when I was little, my dad used to, he was in the shoe business. So there were like big shoe shows here where you could buy shoes. Do you have to rip the scab off of our industrialized failures? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Your dad came through here for, for shoe business. Yeah, and I went with him he, once in a while because I, well, I, my mom probably begged him to take me because right. like, all I did was talk 24 hours a day. She'd take him with, but I always had fun. But that was the last time I've been here. So I was like, I'm here and I hear great things, you know. No, it is. I know I'm working there, but it genuinely is. Helium is like, a re you know, you think a comedy club is what you go to. You don't think, oh, this is this comedy club. You just right. think, oh, this is what comedy clubs are. Yes. Helium, just there's like six or seven of them now, but they just prove, you know, you can have a, a, a comedy club that has soul. Mm -hmm. well, you know, they serve food and they serve drinks, but it also cares about comedy, how it's presented. And, and it. And so that's nice. super important, too, mm -hmm. because you don't want to train people to come out to some weird dog and pony show. No. There's the ambiance. There's the rules yeah. that people need to be, for lack of a better term, taught you, to follow. A, no, you're, you're totally right. And mm -hmm. it's not an insult. It's like you cater. The only reason you would cater, I think, to people that are, for lack of a better word, I don't want to say. Lowest common right. denominator. What? <laughs> Lowest common denominator. Yeah, or, or they don't really, they don't know the rules of comedy that you can have fun, but you can't heckle and you're there. It, you have to train them. It's weird because people will take it and get insulted. They do. They. It's funny. They get, we, we just, I just went through this last week at a club. We were talking about it and they, they, well, but, but real quick, yeah. so you, you cultivate whatever you want. Now it takes a little longer to cultivate a bigger audience, but you just deal, you, if you don't want people that are ignorant and drunk, you, when you open up your club, you're not a soup Nazi. It's not like they don't care about the customer. You can have fun. They do. They, they respect the customers, but you, that does not mean respecting the customer means that they can yell or talk and no one really heckles anymore. You know what most of it is? It's loud talking at tables. Correct, correct. And, and, and let's say 10 is the strictest you could be with that. Yep. Uh, the helium's a 10. And you notice after two or three years in a market, they slowly train. So you can either appease the people that are loud and obnoxious. I don't know why clubs, maybe they figure there's not enough uh, people that will respect comedy to put 275 people in a club five times a week. So <laughs> right. they go, oh, we better cater. I don't think these uh, uh, bad clubs think that, but they just think, oh, we'll have birthday parties and we'll celebrate that. Helium, do you know, I love it. I love it. They, it's not that they don't care that it's your birthday, that it gives a sense of entitlement. And once you go, whose birthday out there? And people raise their hands. Have hand, some fun. Then they think it's part of it. No, no. If it's your birthday, well, then come enjoy a great show. And yes. that's, that will do for you. And you'll have delicious food and it will be beautiful. 
So he, you know, they get it, and it's, it's you know, it's it's all. I'm happy to be here tonight. I'm going to see Ripe. They're a newer band. I'm Interesting. Going, do you know to, Do you know what the venue is? Oh, uh, look. Can you look at here? I got here. I'm looking. I'm up. going to see them, and I was a little bit. I just got over. I'm, I feel great now, but I I, I want to. Can I give a plug to somebody? Please. Okay. Cool. So Victoria's Men's Health. They. They're they're gonna come to my hotel room later, and I'm gonna get a vitamin Victory, B2- Men, Victory Men's Health from here in St. Louis. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You've heard of it? I have. And they're gonna and and uh, they have a they that have was a, good. Like we rehearsed it. It's yeah, like, actually, Todd. Actually, I have. Todd, I have. <laughs> and I they became highly recommended to me, and they're gonna come by the hotel. They're, they're nurses. They're certified nurses, and I'm gonna get a shot of vitamin B12 to go party tonight. I want to. I want to be. Yeah, I want to be a hundred percent. That's know? great. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I, I like um, that. In 2019, you could do that. <laughs> yeah, I've heard about it. All my friends have mentioned it. You go, yeah, little a certified nurse. They come there, but I'm like, is there any place like that here in St. Louis? And someone's like, yeah, it's a. Uh, I, I always say victory wrong. Victory Men's Health, right? Yeah, I believe so. So yeah. thank you, Victory Men's Health. There Taking you go. Taking care of you, man. Look at you. I uh, like that. I handle all our sales stuff here. Keep that, keep that moving, you know, man. You throw some love their way, and then they throw some love your way. So into you, the throw the, the vitamin B right. in. Oh, Old Rock House, rare and where are mm. they? Old Rock House tonight. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a great okay. venue. That's what everybody. That's I've what seen we, plenty of bands there. I've seen. Or my buddy Rafe did a comedy show there, and I saw Joey Diaz and uh, Ari Shafir there. Like really, five six years ago. Wow. Yeah, I'm it's going. Like, it's a good rowdy time. Yeah, yeah. I'm going with. Uh, I think he's no, he's not from here, but. Uh, Andy Frasco and UN, but not the UN, just Andy Frasco. Andy Frasco. He's going to come to my show tonight. Is he playing too? He might. He no. He's just coming to my show tonight, and then he might close the show with a song. I said, "Why don't you come by? I'll have a piano up there anyway." With the crazy hair and everything. He's great. Wild. He is. He was just on your podcast. He was, and that the show he does. He's not there tonight. We're just going to go see right. But anyway, I I digress. You digress. So I'm looking at at everything that you have working, everything you have going on. We're talking about clubs, your special that's on Netflix, right? Act happy. Yeah. But act happy. So in today's world, you do a scout for a location. You pour your soul into this, all your material, everything. Where'd you shoot the special? How did you come to say now's the time it's on Netflix? Like feels it can be wrongly thought like oh, everybody gets a Netflix special. No, it's still a big deal and you can still do a lot with it. Your experience with choosing a venue, the crowd, and are you happy with the way things have progressed? Because you've been you. doing specials since 2001. Even You can even say that thing in, uh, I've, I've read up on you plenty, but 1990-ish, you did something? Yeah, I did. I, mean, I think that's when I did my first Comedy Central half hour. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was then. But yeah, you asked some good questions. And you know, you're right, a lot, it, it, it where I'm at at my career, mm-hmm. it, it's it, it's you know unless you they give a lot of specials out, but where I'm at, you got to sort of you got to sort of deserve you, it or earn it. And you can't have you can't throw out haphazard stuff because they're gonna be like, God, what's going on, man? We expect a lot from you. Yeah, I love this one, and you know you always look back and are embarrassed of your old work, and which is okay. It means I, I used to think anything. Yeah, I used to think what I just asked a friend, my friend Gary Goldman, once. I said, when am I gonna stop being embarrassed of my old work? And he gave me such a clean, great answer. He goes, hopefully now. Ever. In the most affable, lovely way possible, because he's yeah. Gary Coleman. It means you grow. It means you're growing. 
So if you don't, if, what do you want to do? Oh, my best work, that was five years ago. Of course you want to think your best work is ahead of you. Right. And you grow, you grow socially, you change. That's why I've always said I'm not affected. People go, how's comedy with all this PC stuff going on? I, it's not, it's not bothering me. Yeah. Um, that only bothers you, I think, if you don't mind growing, mm -hmm. you know, socially. Oh, I learned, oh, that joke was insensitive, not by a court order, by my own fruition. Just like when you have kids or a, a significant other and you learn how to get along with them better. You don't do it, if you do it, grudgingly mm -hmm. well no but I don't do it begrudgingly I just on my own I grow and I change and that that special was everything I got to do everything my way and it's funny you say it, the, the set we went to sort of we went to a place it was called the lyric uh, which is a great place but they let us do whatever we want I'm ignorant where's it at it's in Los Angeles mm -hmm. I wanted my I didn't want to do it in front of a big crowd I didn't want it to be, of course, 2,000 or 1,000, but I didn't even want it to be 400. I just wanted it to be like when you're in New York, there's these jazz clubs you can go to or sure. whatever. It could be jazz, soul, or whatever. Whatever it is, it's a, it's a smaller venue. Maybe it holds 100 people, right. but it's a big deal to get in. You go downstairs. There's, you know, it's, it's, it's nice. Black mm -hmm. tablecloths yes. to the floor. People have put some stake. They paid for parking to get yes. down there. Yes, and, 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 it's, mm. and it's a big deal. And, yeah. and, 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 and it's treated like Taj Mahal. The, the lights go down. Boom. And ladies and gentlemen, good evening and welcome. It's oh, like, I love it. Yeah, me yeah. too. I get excited. It that's, gives me chills thinking about it. It's, thank that's you. That's what sets it. That's you know what? exciting. It, I appreciate you saying that because me too. That's why I want to do it. Because you can get people excited just as they're entering the room. Have it, have it look a certain way. You talk about teaching an audience. You're just like... There's no room for teaching. You, you're. This is it. You are in it. You, you are following the path. You this. can teach them, and teach sounds like you know a, a weird word because right. you're not being, you're not, you're not being, you're not being uh, insulting to anybody. Right. But you can train them. Like the sometimes the minute they enter the room, I sometimes have a, uh, two people up on stage, you know, in black suits, and uh, one plays keyboards, one plays drums, or a stand-up bass playing as they're being seated. So you go, this is what you're going to experience tonight. Yes. And it's not that my show is stuffy because it's not. I'm pretty loose and silly. No, 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 no. But it still means you have to pay attention. You yeah. Know? You, so um, that special, I had the band, a seven-piece band with me, oh, and they were all dressed nice. And, yes. So that special was everything I wanted it to be. I was at the point in my career where the guy who directed it, a guy named Jeff Rowe, I, I, I said something a minute ago, but when he said this to me, I go, this guy gets what I want. I said, you know, I want it to be like where there's a few cocktail tables up front and then it goes into like, you know, stadium seating. Mm -hmm. Even though there's a hundred people, I want them the first row of tables and then raise every, every row a foot higher than the other. So it's just like cat circled around you in a semicircle. Yes. And when I said black tablecloths and I said, do you know what I mean? He goes, you mean black tablecloths to the ground. Yes. And I went, how the <laughs> Fuck. Are you allowed to curse on Do you? your thing, man. Not that I have to curse. How do you? Yes, because that's black a table different type of restaurant. Yes. It's to the, black tablecloth is cool, but to the ground means you're at a, you're like, you know, We're good here. fellas yes. where they pull a table up front. And so that special was, um, I'm still proud of it. I watched Great. it. I mean, you know, you don't watch it forever. And then once in a blue moon, I'll take a peek at it. I always yeah. take a peek at just the opening. Sure. And I go, I still like it. That's you know? good. That's a really good place to be, especially whenever you've, I bet at certain points when you've achieved some of the things you've achieved, had some of the eyes on you that have been on you, you have to be able to stop and the excitement, you're literally, your heart rate's racing, the way you're talking about it right now, for you to be able to, to be like, stop, 
this is a big deal, and I love it. Like, that's a good place for anyone to be, whether you're five years in, 20 years in, whatever, because you see a lot of people that maybe disassociate a little bit, and they're like, oh, you know, I'm just doing my thing. No, stop. Enjoy these kind of things. I really tried to. I had so much fun at that special. We did two shows, and, you know, I asked – someone else was putting a lot of money into it. Yeah, who who produced it for you? Did Netflix do the whole thing? No, Jeff – This my friend Scott Moran – who he's the one who this other person came to him and said, is there anybody you know that you that you would want to do a Netflix special with? Mm-hmm. And Scott said, you know, I think Todd Glass has a really good idea. And um, and and uh, he was a friend. He was a friend already. And yeah. then but I was like and then he introduced me to this other guy and it, it pulled it all together. I remember the night of the show, I, you know, because he put all the money into it. I didn't want to just smoke pot on the late show thinking. So I said I talked to him about it. He goes, here's what we'll do. You yeah. go out there. You do, you'll do your first show. You do the second show. If you feel like you nailed it on the second show, he goes, you know, come. You'll go backstage and you can smoke a little. Right. And then we'll, so that's what happened. The first show I thought went well. Yes. The second show I was like, I was tightening. I was like, boom, boom, boom. I was just going through it. I was ready. The band was just so tight with me. These guys are awesome. I'd worked with them and. Uh, and then I go, okay, I got this. I got this. So I go backstage. They are waiting there with a big, big vape pen. Nice. Yes. And it was this this thing I've never seen before. It was so powerful. <laughs> so I took a hit. Intergalactic purple it was, something. It was yeah, crazy. Yeah. It didn't, I thought, I'll put that in parentheses or, or underline it with an exclamation point. I thought, I got back out. I, I walked right back to the stage, and the, this took about 40 seconds. Sure. And I go, I don't think I got enough. So I went back. I got another hit, and I went out on stage. And I remember being out there for like two minutes, and I was like at this point going, oh, guys, you're relaxed. And yeah, thanks for sure. coming out. And I thought the pot didn't hit me. I wanted to go back out, like, and then it did. I was like, oh, my God. I was so silly and so – I mean, I was silly during the show. but Of course. So I went out and did about another 25 minutes. And just mess with the crowd a lot. And Checked that box, and you were happy with what you had was, on the table, right? I was, I was all good to go. And then oh, there fantastic. we go. What about the editing process and for the special? Are you in on that, or do you I have was. somebody? I, I, don't, I, I hate the, the, min, the min, editing is monotonous. Horrible. And it's, but, so if you have someone that's got your best interest, and they can just – he said, here's what I did. Look at this. And you, you, t- you do your tweets. We, I, because, well, because he did a good job. Yeah. So I was yeah, able yeah. to go, okay, oh, oh, I like the order. I love the way he let things breathe. And I love, oh, you left that in? I love that you <laughs> left that in. I thought I was going to have to fight for you to leave that in. Yes. He, and I was just tweaking. This guy was, I mean, he did a beautiful job. And it looked, you know what someone said? It was a compliment. My friend goes, it looks like a place in that special. If you watch it, act happy. You go, Oh, I want to go there, but it doesn't really exist <laughs> because right. we created it in the shell of this place. That makes it even that more, much more special because it was that it was a one-time thing, and then it's mythically gone. Yeah, off it's all into, gone unless you want to recreate it and open up your own club. Lyric but, um, with Todd Glass every Sunday right here in St. Louis. Maybe we I'll come here it. and open up a club. I think you should, man. Compete we'll look with... into the demographics and yeah. see what we could do. So, okay, so at this point, so you're here again at Helium Comedy Club all weekend long. Uh, very excited about that. Had a so many people i always love whenever um, we're big obviously big into podcasting right here so whenever people that put their heart and soul into a podcast i can tell by their fans or people that reach out to us we're so involved with comedy that people are like you haven't talked last in? you haven't talked last in? i'm getting that podcast wave so that's exciting for me on your behalf if that makes sense no i i appreciate it we were talking about that before yeah. we, we we came in here and uh, some of the comedy fans 
You know, I think comedy is at a great place. I really do. And I think some people that some people, if they don't, it's probably because they're not immersed in the scene. I'm still out there doing clubs. And yes, there's bad comedy clubs. Of course. course there are. But there's also more, I think, great comedy clubs now than ever before popping up around that. Like I say, I always like to say, look, we get it. A lot of comedy clubs, you do have to serve drinks. Mm -hmm. Some of them serve food. But you can do that and still have a great club. Sure. Still have a soul. What I like to call it, a comedy club with a soul. They get what makes comedy. They get you need to have someone on site, not that knows not that only knows how to run a restaurant. Mm -hmm. You do need someone that knows how to run a restaurant. That is part, 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 underline part of your business. But you also have a comedy club and it needs a soul. So you have both. You have management that knows the restaurant business and you have someone else that, ah, oh, this guy's dealt with comedians for 20 years. They like him. He has a good energy. Let's make sure he's here at night. So there's a good energy and the comedians are having a great time. So. I've been just, you know, loving touring around, and uh, the, a lot of the, they, they, the, the, the comedy Bang Bang or, or Doug, Getting High with Doug or Jimmy Pardo show, these great people come out that really respect comedy, yes. and it's fun, and it's exciting. It is, too, and I just got flashbacks to uh, Rest in Peace, the late, great uh, Brody Stevens having, I believe he had Sam Tripoli and your friend and recent guest on the Todd Glass show, Eddie Pepitone, on, mm -hmm. and they were talking about the exact same thing so that, that I love that whenever and of course they have their own ways of going about it too but screaming about comedy clubs and hire people that are running the TGI Fridays to deal with folks like you who you're right you're, you're a star in the comedy world and if they don't if somebody doesn't quite know how to finesse that and I'm not even saying like in a diva manner just to run run a no, comedy just, club just you to, want that to work right yeah helium has you know again a helium 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 yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. saying they're the only ones the Vermont Comedy Club is a crazy great comedy club. There's a place in uh, comedy on state. I was at a, a place in Springfield, Missouri called The Blue Room. Blue Room. Me, uh, our friend Mia Jackson, we're work she's doing a show down there in Springfield. Yeah. And they, yeah, yeah. They, it, you go through a pool hall. Mm -hmm. It can be in the weirdest place. You don't know. Then you go down this ramp. And then you open this door. And it's it's this sea. They have every light in the room blue. So yeah. it's, it's beautiful in there. And I had a band there playing. So people are being sat. The room is this thick blue. And there's a, a jazz band playing up on stage. Not singing. Just jazz. Just background music where you're seated. So they're, 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 there's, there's a lot of them. But you're it. right. Like you can't. You got to understand. Like if you want it. If you want a comedy club that has both. And you right. can have both. So it's exciting. And, I'm, and I've been liking touring around more. I always like touring, but now that you can go to these really cool places, it's it's fun, and I love going to a club for three or four. I love I love going to a club for five nights. Dude, yeah. you're gonna be you're and I love that you're getting into the scene too, and you're hanging out with Andy Frask. You're going to a, a rock show Andy's after your show. It's Thursday. This is gonna air on a Friday. It's Thursday tonight. You're gonna go charm the pants off the crowd at helium and then you're gonna go out with your b12 in your veins <laughs> and you're gonna rock it out let me tell you something i'm so excited about tonight number one uh you know i'm, I'm seeing somebody and they know a lot about new music now mm -hmm. i always knew there was good music now they, you know the only people that say there's no good music are people again they listen to the radio they watch television and they don't know what's really going on so lately i've been introduced to a lot of really cool new bands like you know i andy frasco a friend of mine told me about he saw him at andy frasco in the un mm -hmm. i uh, he told me about him he goes i saw him at this denver comedy festival and i was like i couldn't get enough of this guy he's a regular here at a place called broadway oyster Bar. really they and he's crowd surfs and it's but, but you know what it is? It's everything. Someone that can just get the crowd going, 
if that's all they do, that doesn't do it for me. To me, the reason Andy is amazing because he's he's playful and and old crowd surf. But then you'll listen to his music. But this guy's great. Oh, he's got chops. Yeah. Yeah, and he and he can do this, and he can do a song that's maybe like stop fucking around. But then he's got this other song. You're like, well, he just does everything. I. I, I, I love that guy. So I reached Do out. Do you fuse that back to comedy too? Like I would say that like Burt Kreischer, I don't know, your buddies with it, you just did his show. If if a random dickhead came out with his shirt off on stage, boo, Burt Kreischer gets up and we're all like, yes, Burt's there's, taking his shirt off. You yeah, know, there's just something. Because that, he brings it with the real, like a respected yeah, act, yeah. right? There's just the whole deal. You got the yeah. whole package. So yeah, tonight, I, it's like, I'm so excited because it's like, I'm going to get to Are you going to check in with your guy? You're going to be like, I'm at a show. So you've been recently, so your boyfriend showed you a bunch of new music. Are you seeing hey, somebody? Hey, up with the terms. Excuse me. Excuse I me. call it my girlfriend's brother. Girlfriend's brother. That's our joke. I love that. That's our joke. That's great. Um, uh, that, uh, that because, because it's just all the, uh, because, is it, is because it, they came out later in life. I get it. Yeah. All those, by the way, you did the right thing. You were just comfortable, but it is a thing like, okay, I think, oh, Todd, come on, get over it. And I think, look, you've done, you've done a pretty good job in the last five years of uh, be, you know, being your true self on stage and to your friends and Well, family. if anybody doesn't know, a Seminole as a huge podcast fan or whatever, we have two things that Todd that immediately jumped to my mind. You know us. We always, uh, <laughs> we just, we have this weird, good relationship with Adam Carolla. He's helped us a bunch. You, you talked about having a heart attack on his show right afterwards, it feel like. I remember that. And then coming out to the world on WTF, which... I mean, not maybe as big, like it's, it's one of, if not the big, they've had the freaking president on there. And for you to do that with somebody, I'm assuming you've known Mark since the eighties. I knew Mark for a long time. Right. And I, and um, most of my comedian friends in the comedy community, they knew. Widely considered one. Uh, yeah, I was going to, that's how it works. They knew, right. And, and, and let me just say this real quick for whatever it's worth. And I, I, if I, sometimes you want to get on a loudspeaker and say this to everybody, stop saying uh, people love to say, oh, I knew, I knew, oh, Todd had, yeah, I know you knew. My uncomfortability wasn't based on you. And I know, well, I knew could come from a place of love or a, mm. come from a place of someone that says, not always, sometimes it comes from a place of, oh, yeah. I knew. It can yeah. be affection and sweet. But often it comes from someone that goes, why do they have to go on television? Why do they have to go and announce it? Why do, we knew, okay, who cares? Or someone that goes, who cares? Who cares? Why is it such a big deal? You have to go, my caring didn't start when I met you. My caring started when I was five years old and I heard things, six years old, 10 years old, never from my family, by the way. My family was, you know what? I, my parents never sat us down and, and had lectures where I could sure. go, you know, my dad sat me down. But they lived this life, which I, I realized later in life that not only did they have gay friends and they of course had straight friends and they had black friends and all types of friends and, and, and rich friends and poor friends. We were relatively... Uh, we did pretty my my, my dad sure. did, my dad did okay yeah so that's what i say but when they met people some people wouldn't have friends outside of their social class true certain people wouldn't have friends outside of their weight class and you know what i mean like if I somebody was do. morbidly yeah. obese and, and 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 they would be like oh i hate that i feel this way and, and but my parents didn't they had friends of so amongst that's un, incredible under my way. roof it was yeah. like my parents they met people they liked them that's who we hung out with and so that's we what had, made you probably 
as affable as a human as you are today. Too, I hope right? so. They, yeah. they did a really good job of that, just being who they were, basically. But um, so but yeah, when you do it, you know people know. Some people don't know, by the way. That that's to be dealt with. There are people that genuinely have no idea. But there is also a, you know they know. You'll say behind people's backs, I know they know. Why can't I tell them? Mm -hmm. So that's what it was for me a lot. Right. I knew my comedian friends knew and didn't give a shit. Right. Uh, but I decided, how can I do this in one clean sweep and let everybody know? Boy, and be done with it. I WTF. Go, it was a popular show, still is. And I thought, I can go in there. I feel like I have a lot to say. I can have the time to say it. Mark was just great. I remember listening when it first came. And then at the same time. I was time, so nervous. Oh, my how do you, God. How do you feel, too? Do you even, is there a magnitude to you? Just with, like we're talking about podcasts and the growth and how crazy it is as a medium now. Do you feel like that was a landmark seminal moment in podcast history? It's widely considered one of the best podcast episodes, period, of all time. I'm sure there's been articles written on it. That That's huge. And then what does that mean to you that it means something to all the people that you were doing it for outside of yourself? Because you absolutely had to have that. I believe no, you it was said a, it. You it, had it in mind. Because it was you a saw motivator. It. Because sure. it was, you look, there, there, it was a motivator that I knew what it was like for me when I was younger. So I knew that it was a motivator to do mm -hmm. it. But essentially, of course, just good for me to be who I am. Of course. It, it was, you know, it was, it was just, it, 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 you know what it helped me do? Because people, by the way, I got a lot of emails from people. You know, if, if you're gay and you're hiding it, that's one thing people hide. But people hide a lot of things. And there's not a competition which is harder. Yeah, I'm sure some are harder than others. But I got letters from people that go, it is hard. I had a, a DUI that I got five years ago. I'm not proud of it. I am a changed person. Now I moved to this other city and I'm still dealing with some of the... But I don't want to mention it to anybody right. at my work. And it's stressful. So hiding stuff is hard. But your question, for me, it... it um, it just tapped into, you know, podcasting, how great it is. Podcasting has made my comedy so much better. It, I mean, it, it's by unbelievable. Far. Think about that. The people you have on your show, you get to exchange ideas. There's no, okay, chop, 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 chop. It's, it's such a, to me, it, it means so much as a medium. And to sit here and talk to somebody like you about this stuff too, it's, it's really important. And I think that's why it continues to grow so much. Yeah. And, and, and I think it. people that think like, Oh, you know, there's a lot of people as they get older, they go, nothing's what it used to be. Maybe because you're not immersed in what's new that's good. It doesn't mean everything new has to be good, but you don't want to turn into one of those people. And you know when they start doing it, and sometimes I talk about this on my show a lot, Please. and I'll go, hey, by the way, don't think because you're 25 you can sit back. No, it starts at 25. <laughs> starts at 25. That's when you put your shoulders up and you yeah. go... I don't want to turn it. And I get a really rage comes out of me yes. when the shoulder thing, that's when they go, oh, can I sell this? If I just go, I don't mean to tear. I want to go to their shoulders, not literally and go, yeah. put your shoulders down and don't go. Hey, Cause it's not adorable. Yeah. Dude, if you really don't want to turn into that person, then don't, then don't. <laughs> that's then, perfect. So, because when you're not immersed in what's new and, 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 and having the advantages of what's new, then yeah, I guess change is hard. Change is hard. Change sucks. Todd, I get it. We are sitting around a campfire, basically. Right now, that's what is funny to me. It's like a pod. What? I'm like, it's a long form conversation, and it's not. You know, right. people are getting more adept to it. But at the same time, 
this is literally us sitting around a campfire. Like this is what that this isn't some new crazy thing. And, and being and, and talking and just having a good time and mm-hmm. you know it's it's great. So I'm a big uh, I've been um, I I think that it's all uh, I forget your question. No, but just what doing? it meant to you to be part of <laughs> to be, be part of that. And, and again. It's 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 obvious that you've embraced it, kind of. I mean, I don't know. You no, I embrace. <laughs> oh, I'm oh yeah, I embrace. Every, that's why even the, the, everything people just uh, people. You know what I always say to get people like. You know what I always think you can get the most and change. Mm-hmm. Look, when we think of people that are not everybody that's having trouble with whatever is on the plate, whether it's go back to oh the red the redskins and that situation or whatever it is. I I have a theory that it's anything new. And I catch most people that they're not growing. They're, you're, you're not growing, not because you looked into everything new and gave it thought. I'm getting you by mass. Yes. I'm, I'm looking at you go, okay, I've known you for 10 years. When recycling, you sort of go, uh, puh, you shit on it. Uh-huh. Uh, and and uh, 20 years ago, gay marriage, you're like, I don't give it. And whatever it is, it's like, oh, it's, it's, it's what, whatever thing comes aboard, whatever the new thing is that this group is saying, hey, can we have our rights? Can mm-hmm. we have this? You're always against it. But, and these are the people, if you go back far enough, it's anything new. And that's you're where correct. you're losing me because it's not that you've studied it went no i looked into this it's oh it's new people didn't want to pick up their dog shit 30 years ago correct by the way i'm not kidding around you might go oh that's funny sounding no they didn't they would be like oh this is absurd i'm gonna talk about the wrong person being mad there's nothing worse than being cocky and wrong and it's like oh how do you do pick up my dog shit yeah because crazy people uh, crazy people pick up their dog shit right normal people let their dog shit in front of someone's home and walk away but back then it seemed like so to me, even if it's the, this thing now going on with uh, uh, non, non-binary, am I saying it right? Mm-hmm, I guess, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, with, I'm not even with, trying to, um, yeah, yeah. With there, and that. Uh-huh. it's confusing. Sure. But if on the other side of it is, let's say, a sexual revolution, mm-hmm. even in five years if we go, you know what, we didn't end up with the, the calling this that. It changed a little what sure. we needed. Evolved, but on the yeah. other side of it is evolution. If there can be a sexual, I think we're about to experience another sexual revolution which is a good thing. Sure. Which is a good thing. So whenever it, and it can, doesn't mean it's forced upon people it, as well, it, right? Well, like, sometimes people feel it is. Yeah, you know what I say, and I'll, and I'll end it here. It's like if you go to couples counseling with your family, you could either leave and go, wow, that really helps me understand them better. I don't agree with everything, and I have questions from my therapist when she says, you should talk like you're significant out of this or your children you might want to discipline them this way instead of that way it might have long-term better effects you're allowed to ask questions Mm -hmm. in therapy you should ask questions in therapy but that's not what we're talking about asking questions is okay most people they're like they because because they don't want to get on the other side it's easier to do that to just act that way yeah and and a, a friend of mine that works on the podcast his name is aaron his mother said something really interesting she's a therapist she goes i always ask clients be honest with me your significant other's not in the room she goes sometimes i'll see them separately sure. before i see them together or once i've seen them together then let's have a session next week just you the week after that just you she goes let me ask you a question do you have interest? Don't just say yes, because I'm going to ask you a question. She talks sort of like me, and I loved it. She goes, you're going to want to say yes to this, but I want you to think about it. Do you have interest in understanding what your child wants you to hear, or what your wife wants you to hear? You know, And because that's where it all starts. And I think if you ask most people, they'll be like, do you, do you really want to understand this new plight? Do you? And, the, and if the answer is no, be brave and say no, but don't just say yes. And if you say no, 
that means you can find a path to find to get interested in it too. Like yeah. it doesn't it's not a death sentence. Or it'll make sense why you don't understand it. Well you don't understand it because you have no interest in understanding it. You know what I understand? I digress. Todd Glass and Helium all weekend long. Yeah. And the Todd Glass show and check out Act Happy on Netflix. What do I need to look out for in the next year from you? You just gonna tour super hard, work on projects, take over the world even more. I what's, just want to tour. On? If my dream comes true in about uh, a very I hope within a year, I'm working on a new show um, it's basically my life, you know, mm -hmm. it goes back about three. Like a touring show or a, t a TV It would be series. like a, like a, I would be, I would have a podcast in the show. It'd be my real life about, we go back about three years before I came out. Mm -hmm. About, you know, three episodes. Three episodes would be before I came out, just to give people a, yeah, what yeah. led up to that. Context, yeah. And then, and then, and then it would be, uh, then it would be my life now. About 20% of it would deal with me being, you know, with me being gay. There, I said it. Uh, and then, because that's what, it, it doesn't consume my life. It's not my identity. That was my fear, is that once I said yeah. that, it would be my identity. And I didn't not want everybody... that to be my identity. My I... friend goes, Todd, don't worry. Two nights before I went on Mark Marin, he goes, it's not your identity, and it won't become your identity. It will become your identity if you make it your identity. Correct. Now, granted, if you're in a situation somewhere where everyone is not okay with it, they'll make it your identity behind that's your back. Them and... But that's a different situation. But um, so now I'm just touring around and just loving it, loving it more than ever before. And I'm going to see Ripe tonight. Victoria Men's Health, thank you for coming by the hotel later. Yes. And I'm going to have so much energy tonight at the Ripe show <laughs> with my buddy Andy Frasco. I love it. Todd Glass, thanks for coming by Midcoast Studio, man. Thank you. Hey, everybody. It's Chris and Travis. We're back. You want to say some uh, controversial black and white things real quick? Black people be like this. Yo, what's up, dog? And then white people be like, I pay my taxes. Does that work? Get off my lawn, dude. Oh, there you go. Pull up your pants, man. Yeah, that's pretty good. Look at that. That's pretty, in, that's pretty deep. We'll be right back with Hick and Hop. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, it's been a fun show today. It's Friday. It's, uh, you've got a big weekend ahead. you got to go see John Caparulo at the Funny Bone in Westport. First, got to tell you about Gateway Powder Coating. They are located right here in the St. Louis area. We've got Gateway Powder Coating. They're fast, durable, reliable. <laughs> They take care of you. They look up from their phones when they're talking on it and you're getting your hand waved at her. Gatewaypowdercoat.com is the website you go to. Gateway Powder Coating, fast, durable, reliable, and affordable. What do you think about that, Travis? Affordable? When I look for a powder coating, I'm looking for something that's fast, powder that's durable, you. and affordable. That's right. Make sure you use Gateway Powder Coating when it's time to uh, get your backyard looking right. You know how you do that? Because you've got metal chairs. They're rusty. You have a smoker. You're going to have people over. You want it to look great. GatewayPowderCoat.com. Right now, I just told you, he's a funny bone this weekend. Mm. He's made a special choice. To come to St. Louis. Oh, boy. Because he's crushing <laughs> it in Vegas right now. Not on the craps table. Maybe on the craps table. John Caparulo. What's up, dude? Good hey, to see you. I need to make extra money because my power, powder coating bill is setting yes. me back pretty <laughs> Through good. Through the roof, I, right? I, I like every family. You know, yeah. Like, uh, powder please, coating. Bloviate on the needs of powder coating for the American family if you don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> How is Vegas treating you? It's been it's been real cool. I I uh, I Vegas is a dry for a comedian. Heat. Mm -hmm. Well, yes, yes. It's, a, I, it's a it's a it's a vicious heat in the summer. I mean, mm -hmm. like uh -huh. I, like because I, I grew up in Ohio, and uh, you know, you get into July, and uh, the the sun is a bully. 
<laughs> I mean, it's, like, it's like, yeah, like how, you know, like when it gets real right. cold in the winter and you got to like run from the car into a building, mm. like, cause you're just trying to get away from it. That's how the sun is there. It's just like, it's like waiting for you. Like, yeah, get out of the car. Like, I'm going to get you. Punk ass. Gonna, yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be on this dude. <laughs> you're going to be red. Oh, if I, if I was the sun, if I was the sun, I would be looking at you like a tasty little I, treat. I mean, if you're going to be the sun, you yeah. know, you might, might as well be a dick about it. Right. You know, so. <laughs> uh, John, when did the, so you're here again? I'll tell you eight million times. Funny Bone this weekend. You're very popular in St. Louis. I know people get excited. It's, yeah, man, it'll be it'll cool. be packed out. Yeah. So as far as uh, other cities, I guess what are the other cities that uh, that pull you away from your Vegas residency? Oh, Cleveland, uh, Chicago, uh, Columbus. The, you know those you salt know. of the earth people, Travis. They are. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Good church folk. What part of Ohio are you? <laughs> good church folk. You're just, you're just going to the revival yeah, around right, the Midwest. Yeah. Doing, <laughs> hey, do we want to name drop? I passed the hat. At right. <laughs> Smart. I like that. Do we want to try and uh, name drop to make John think we're cooler with a sweet Ohio name that's been in here? I, who was the most recent one? Orlando Pace sat right in this chair right? just a few weeks right? ago. O- yeah. o- Ohio State with number one draft pick, 95. Right. What part of Ohio again? I'm from, uh, it's a town called East Liverpool, Ohio. It's a place you would have no reason to visit. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, right on the border of PA and West Virginia. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. I didn't, oh, wow. Yeah. The oh, Rust Belt. Yeah. You want to go there, Trav? Like, it sounds delightful. Uh, That's where it's located. <laughs> what's, what's bordering the city? That sounds very fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> who can resist PA and West Virginia? Yeah. Oh, God. Sounds like a party to me. Yeah. <laughs> what about your, what so about Ohio your, and West Virginia? What year did you start doing pain pills, dude? I gotta know. What's that? With the Ohio and West Virginia, like that's you have to. <laughs> I, I was right? like, I was He's like, dude, would you start really, doing meth, like, Missouri uh, guy? 2001. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you know? No, I, I, <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah, no. that's popular there. I think. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've been to so many towns. Like, He's moved know, on to cocaine where, in where Vegas. I was, I was, well, of course. Yeah. I mean, sorry. It's, it's Vegas. It's yeah. hot, man. Yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm gonna be loaded up on opium. But, uh, <laughs> I, uh, but, uh, I, uh, John has I, the opium <laughs> den. Yeah. But I, I, uh, I yeah, I've been to so many towns when I, you know, when I was touring. There's, I, there have to be at least five cities that have told me when I got there, we're the meth capital of, of the of yes. United wow. States. And yeah. it's like, how many? Why are so many towns <laughs> vying for that title? You know, like, no, we're the meth capital. They're it's putting like, in I, Amazon I think, bids. Yeah, I mean, I think if you just go into a a, a, a pretty like you know a boring city. They're always like, yeah, we're the meth capital, you know, that's, that's, that's what what you, fame. Hey, what do you think of that comedian guy? It's like, uh-huh. whoa, I'm in the capital of meth. Wow. Where's, where's the meth Congress? Do we think anybody <laughs> will ever get humble on that? It's like, we're number three. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. we're, we're working on it. Right. You know, you know, we have too many teeth right now yeah. to, uh, to be ranked in, uh, one too many <laughs> high school diplomas. So it sounds like you come from a town, like now that they see you in Vegas, successful comedian do that. Oh, you, you going to the big city now. Like you a big, you a big funny man like you Jay Leno. Why you like they, you Jay Leno now, big funny man. Why do they sound like they're from exactly Birmingham? Like exactly like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know, it's it's funny because yeah, when you you know, I I don't I don't uh, fool myself into thinking that I've I've made it, made it. But I mean, yeah, I've done okay as right. far as, as comedy goes. And uh, you know, I, but people like once you start to have success in something like that, people start. 
they just start to to care more about how you act because it's like you know because <laughs> yep. remember other comedians like I remember when I first you know started to, you know do well with my career you know they'd be like you know oh Mr. Mr. Big Time now doesn't doesn't want to hang out with us. I'm like, I didn't want to hang out with you before. <laughs> like I didn't I didn't like you then. It's just you just didn't care. Now now it's a big deal. Now it's like, oh, now he doesn't like us. I didn't like you before. It's just you just didn't. You were oblivious to it. Now yes. it's, it's like you noticed. That's all. It's it's one of those things. You just have to hit it home with them and be like, listen, you are what you are, and just because I'm elevated doesn't mean you're any better now. Right, right. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah, it's the you you sucked before. <laughs> you know, that's what it is. Yeah, it's, you know, I mean, you know, that's it's just how it is. With so, it. so John had an established, successful career, and he moved into Las Vegas to take it to the next step, the next level. Can still tour. Travis is a co-founder of this show, mm-hmm. and then he's just picked up a gig doing a writing uh, fellowship with mm-hmm. Sesame Street in New York. It's very real. Can you give him his advice on on success, uh, where to go? What he needs to do to how further late, this? How late is the borrows open? In New yeah, York? that's a good question. I mean, <laughs> I just assume you've done plenty of gigs in New York awesome. over the years, and you've actually had real success. And Travis is uh, mm. finding his way to cleaning the Big Bird mm. suit. The yeah, cop, I don't, I don't the work cop, they don't bother minorities in that city, do they? I'm just curious. I couldn't find that on Yelp. I think they bother them in every city. <laughs> <laughs> From what I hear, it's uh, it's not fun. Uh, it's not John, fun. I don't know if you, if you picked it up on the camera. John and I just gave each other a knowing nod. Like, Sorry, dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know what to what what are you going to do. Uh, welcome to our terrible like, country. Yeah, right. The way John said it, I was like, man, I got some news for you. <laughs> oh, if you're just tuning in on the live stream, the uh, very funny. It's good that we can laugh. Yes. <laughs> Pain is, is laughter. Don't forget that. Uh, I just want to remind everybody, you can uh, you can see John at Funny Bone all weekend long. That's out in Westport. Uh, I was trying to discuss this, too. It's kind of fun if you can track a comedian's career arc or whatever. What is it that puts you at the level you were comfortable with coming to St. Louis and crushing shows all weekend? Was there a specific moment that would say, like, I went from really strong feature to uh, getting some headliner gigs to now like, oh, there's a thousand people coming to my shows over the weekend. Like, what was that point for you? I'd have to say Chelsea lately. Yeah. You know, because that that show, um, what it did was, was, uh, because I remember when I was first doing it, it started in 2007. And, um, you know, when I was first doing it, I was like, you know, I was like, is anybody watching this? You know what I mean? Which is crazy. I don't do it maybe once a month at first, Mm -hmm. you know, and and we, and it was always fun because I loved the thing about it was like, it's so spontaneous. Right. Like this, like we're just talking about whatever. And, and, you know, what they would do on that show was like, we would, we would record the show about three in the afternoon, but they would call me around noon when they decided on that day's topics. And they said, here's the topics. And I would just, you know, I'd think of some jokes, whatever, this, that, you know, for them. And I would go over them with a producer right. just so they knew, you know, in case I had something that might be objectionable or, you know, whatever they go. Nah, you can't say that or whatever. And but like I learned pretty quickly not to get married to any sort of joke that I had because right. we'd go out there and I could start into this great bit that I, I was really <laughs> excited to do. And then Chelsea would just interrupt me and start talking about how fat my neck is. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I guess this is a neck bit now. All right. <laughs> well, and, and, but I, I personally, I loved 
I love a challenge like that as a comedian to go, hey, this is, you know, I can I can be funny in this setting or this. Right. Because I really knew nothing about these topics. I had no celebrity gossip. I just don't care. Right. You know, if it's not on Sports <laughs> Center, I didn't hear about it. Like, I right. really didn't. And, uh, I, but it, it, it was really, but what it did for me with that show, once it, it, it just, it just keep, kept picking up in popularity, was I started to get female fans, you know, and uh, that's a big deal. Yes. Yeah, they, they, Plan the weekend. They a plan lot, the weekend, you know? and they spend a lot of money. Right, and uh, and and so I just from that, you know, not only did I get a lot more people coming to my shows that you know I could start, you know, because that's when I started touring because it wasn't so depressing, right? You know, because I mean, if you tour as a sort of a no name headliner, almost like it's you know it's like you're headlining but really you're just going third you know it's, <laughs> it's not nobody's that coming nailed it. coming to see you nailed you know? it right, right. nailed it's, it yes yeah. and it's like uh you know it's actually more fun to be a feature at that point right. yeah you, know, you get the crowd they're not expecting anything it's just fantastic <laughs> but you know I, I i not only got more a, a lot better numbers at my shows but i i ended up with a wife so nice <laughs> yeah, yeah. that works perfect yeah because she wouldn't she wouldn't give a damn about me if i wasn't on that show yeah so uh yeah, I, it's, awesome. it's crazy when you think about all the and i don't know who you run with who your friends with whomever but you think uh joe coy probably yeah. had a big bump from that mm -hmm. josh josh uh, wolf josh wolf uh mm -hmm. who, who am i who am i Ross missing? matthews I mean, and uh um let's see here with, with, uh, michael, mean, yo, michael yo probably michael yeah. yo became a stand-up based on that because based on he his, did uh, he did i remember yeah. we uh -huh. were all we we all kind of took it as a personal because i remember him Greg going Fitzsimmons on it, was we were, on there too yeah yeah, right? yeah 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 uh um I but like I remember Michael Yo was like you know Chelsea was asking him one time he was on she's like so you're doing stand up now how's that going and he's like oh it's easy and we're all like Oop. oh he didn't just say, he didn't just say that and it's like it's easy when you're an you're a, you're a reporter on E you know? so it's like yeah I'm just doing this for fun and if it, and if I bomb tonight so what I'm yeah. still a reporter on E I'm gonna but go if, make fun know, of Rihanna's yeah, dress tomorrow yeah when you're yeah. cutting grass while you're doing it. The stakes are a bit higher, dude. So yeah, but uh, I'm glad he's he seemed to have stuck with it, and he's uh, he's a nice guy. So I, I wish him all the best, man. He's for cool. sure. I like asking, uh, especially a lot of comedians and just artists who come from the Midwest that go to New York, that go to LA, to go out west, to you know certainly work on their career career and their craft. What was the Hollywood moment for you? What was the moment where you coming from a small town mm -hmm. in Ohio and then being hit with the bright lights and yeah. the moment, when was that moment for you? Um, you know, I had a few of those early on, but I, you know, it all would center around the comedy store in LA. Cause it was just nice. such a, it was, you know, when I got there, you know, I, it made me really realize and feel like this is where I needed to be, mm. you know, because it's, it, it's unlike any other club in the world, it's an artist colony and, uh, or it was, and uh, I, you know, when I got there, I, you know, became a doorman and I, I answered phones and all that stuff. And, but, I, you know, the first time I, I got on at, the, at their, what's called potluck, their, their open mic, uh, you know, I had been in LA for maybe a, less than a month. And, uh, you know, I was just kind of like, yeah, I didn't visit LA or anything before right. that. So it's like, it's all pretty overwhelming. Right, I had my right. best friend <laughs> with me, which was good, but it was like, I'm like, did I, do the right thing to you know leaving my everything behind right. i'm you know i'm in this strange place and uh i remember I, yeah you have to draw numbers at the comedy store mm -hmm. to you know hopefully get a spot the following week and i remember i drew number six and uh I, the following week i came in and um you know i went on stage and i i did three minutes and i and i and i killed it 
and it was like I remember I came off and the guy who was hosting the show was like hey man uh, you know I can recommend you for a showcase for Mitzi so you don't have to do this crap anymore and I'm like but I think this is awesome. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, my standards are pretty low. Right. But, uh, I, I really just, and I remember at the time, this was still 1999. I, I mean, I, I floated on air down the, down Sunset Boulevard <laughs> and found a payphone and called my mom. Wow. And I'm like, I just, when I just killed it at the comedy store, I'm like, I, I, I'm going to stay here for a while. Nice. I need money. It was, it was, it, it was, that was a big moment for me. What, whether it's comedy store or laugh factory or improv or whatever in LA specifically share with the folks, if you don't mind, uh, what a typical Tuesday gig, uh, means to you financially as a headliner with specials <laughs> touring the country, everything. Say you do a 15 minute spot on a Tuesday at the comedy store or wherever in mm -hmm. LA, what's a com what's a headliner make? It means struggling for 15 bucks. <laughs> That's what it means. It's, That's right. That's what it is. It's, because uh, yeah. it's in that, like, I always find that to be the interesting part because you'll have 10 people on a bill, seven of which are on network TV yeah. shows. Yeah. The other three have specials. Mm. They're the biggest names in the business. And you're like, wow, these guys must be crushed. It's like, no, yeah. it's not how that works. I, and I remember thinking, you know, before I got made what's called a paid regular at the comedy store. That's I a huge thinking, deal. Like, if I got made a paid regular, I'm like, oh, then I can pay rent with, with you know, if I get spots. Uh. And you, <laughs> you ain't paying for gas. But, you know, what it is is, um, you know, you just get, you know, I mean, and they, it's funny because I have you ever read the, the book, um, I'm Dying Up Here. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, when you read about what a struggle those people went yes. through to get that money that were paid, you know, at the comedy store and then eventually the Improv and Laugh Factory, because like what it is, what they fought for was essentially when we do the original room, we get $15 per spot for our 15 minute spot. Right. Yep. And then when we do the main room, which is, which only was, you know, used to be every night, but then it came on the weekends, but the main room was the big room and the comics, the lineup would split half the door, which, you know, on a good weekend would amount to a couple hundred bucks. Right. And, you know, these people struggled, fought, yes. went through meetings and there were, there are still like uh, uh, rivalries and, 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 you know friendships that were ended you know Le leno and letterman were on opposite sides of that whole thing yeah. and they've never really made up since you know and, it, and it's it's uh, i mean they've had bigger <laughs> they've had bigger problems right, right of course. <laughs> but, sure. but it was a big deal to them right. back then and you look at it now and it's like i mean most of us let checks pile up in the office because we just we forget about them because right. they're just you know it's just a couple dollars and it, and but people really you know, they went through a lot of strife. Is that the weed out moment, though? Is that because I feel like a lot of people go out to an L.A. or New York thinking that they can go to the comedy store, have a couple of hot sets, and then they're going to have that Netflix special. Mm -hmm. But once they realize that you're going to have to do a lot more of these at <laughs> this type of rate, so quick, like I feel like I it's look, you really get a <laughs> baptism by yeah. fire yeah. and you realize, oh, even when I made it, I still have to put in. Right more hours, yeah. more work, yeah. more time. That, well, I mean, 
you know, with the comedy stores, it's, it's, it's you're not you're not going in for just a spot when you blow through town. You're signing up for essentially, you know, uh, a residency there, almost like you're you're signing mm-hmm. up like to be part of a of a um, a club. Okay. That you know, a, a group of comedians who perform nightly at that place, and it's a it's a it's a challenge in itself to you know to kind of adapt to that environment because it's not like you know like i i didn't know it at the time but i really i made a good move as far as going out there early as i could in my career because i remember a lot of guys back in like cleveland and pittsburgh when i was doing clubs there when i was first starting they were like well i want to hone my craft for a while before i go out there and it's like the thing is is those people just end up developing more of an ego so then mm. that they get out there and it's like everybody starts from square one out there. It just doesn't matter who you right. are. You have to start from the bottom. And it's like it's harder to do that if you've, you know, if you've developed like, you know, you're like, well, I usually do 45 minutes and right. I'm headlining now. It's like, well, you're doing three now, dude. <laughs> and right. like, <laughs> if you draw a number, you know, so it could be a while. Boy, but that it, it what a tough. What that's a conundrum, man, because you do you understand because. You go out there and uh, you can work on TV. Sh- you can be whatever, but again, mm-hmm. you're just coming up, so you're going to be driving. A, you don't have any money, but you could have to drive an hour and 20 minutes to Bakersfield, mm-hmm. depending on where you live, to go do an open mic that you might not even get in on. Yeah. And that, as compared to even St. Louis, um, where you could do seven nights of shows a week with 10 to 60 minutes depending yeah. on how good you are yeah like that what a conundrum so you're saying if you're going to give a playbook to somebody coming up jump in well yeah and i mean look i think if you're where i was in 99 now right well, i think the game's different yes i don't okay. think i don't know if it's as as necessary to go to an la or new york anymore right as as, as a, as a comic you know like well, me personally, like the reason why I felt comfortable just moving to Vegas instead of staying in LA is like I have two goals basically career-wise. I have you know keep doing stand-up, obviously keep you know always trying to get better at that and trying to you know basically chase a dragon there that's right. just trying to always top what you've done before. But I, I you know I want to obviously support myself and my family with my stand-up career, but. Mm-hmm. I also have a, you know, my animated project I've been working on for like five years that I want to make that happen. Right. But because of the internet and the, everything, just the way things are, you don't have to be right in LA to make right. things like that happen. True. So it's like, I can be there, work for a different crowd every night on the same stage and get, you know, make a living and then do my show. So it's like, if you're starting out now, you know, there are a lot of cities all over the country now that I'm noticing a, com- a, a legitimate comedy scene sprouting yes. up. Yes, mm-hmm. completely agree. You can go to a bunch of different stages, and, you know, Chicago's great now. Yes. You know, um, uh, you know, Indianapolis, yes. dude, they have a lot of clubs. They really they do. They have a lot of comics and everything, and it's like, you know, when I was, I was in a, a kind of a dark age when I was starting, because it was like the late 90s was you know, in the, after the comedy boom yeah. and clubs were shutting down. And, you know, I remember like in Cleveland, there were no open mics. There was, there was and now one, Cleveland's like, they just did JFL auditions there right, like yesterday. Right. It's great now, yeah. you know, and, and it's like, you know, I say that with so much resentment, but I mean, I, I <laughs> not that I don't hate it. That. I, 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 he has the same I, disdain for I, Baker Mayfield I, instead of Tim couch. Yeah. But I, uh, yeah, right. Yeah, I'm that, I'm that twisted, but I, um, but I, I was, uh, I, you know, I, 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 you know, like when I was there, you know, I, I, 
I remember there was one club in Painesville, Ohio, which is like a suburb out, and like it, it, they had a um, birthplace of Don Shula. But I was gonna oh, ask. I, I say it like this. Where was but, Don uh, Shula? Don't I sound like Marv Albert? But I, uh, no, I don't. But I, um, but it, it, you know, I used to go out. They would, they would give me like a MC spot on. They did Friday Saturday shows. So they would let me go. MC, but it was the only place I could get like stage time there. I remember I even uh, broke down and I, like I got one of those things in the mail about one of those uh, um, comedy workshop mm-hmm. classes taught by some scoundrel who's taking your money <laughs> oh, to try to yes. teach you how to be a comedian, which is awful. They, did, they that, did a really <laughs> nice spoof of that in uh, Marvelous Ms. Maisel. Ms. Maisel buying material from somebody. Very oh, similar geez. thing. Oh, uh, yeah. But I remember, I, I, uh, I, I remember the guy who was uh, the, teaching that course, which was three classes and a, and a show, mm-hmm. but um, he, he was telling us, like giving us suggestions on how to get stage time to work out our act. Right. And back then there were so few stages. I remember one of his suggestions was find a movie line, <laughs> buy yourself an amp, and a few of you just go out there, basically harass people at a, oh, at a movie no. and just and, and turn into uh, like, you know, it was Sinbad or the guy with Michael Collier on the <laughs> boardwalk or something, which, you know, it's like not everybody's, that's not everybody's game. And, uh, it certainly isn't mine. I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go just harass tourists. Or like, hey, hey, my man, what'd you get? Like, what? What? I don't know. That's not my, that's not my vibe. <laughs> I'm trying to think of who would be the worst at that. I was like a super alt comic. Yeah. Like, well, could not do it. Like yeah. David Cross would have a real hard time right, talking right, to people right. on the street, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, and the guy's looking at look you. Look at the Hawaiian shirt. Look at that. Oh, you got a fanny pack? Is that right? <laughs> we just saw the And the guy looks and he's like, Arsenio Hall was yeah. doing this at 13. Why can't you? <laughs> I ain't Arsenio Hall, man. Right, exactly. Yeah. John Caparillo, I, I know you've got a busy day, so we'll allow you to leave. Thanks for coming by the Midco studio, Thank man. Thank you for having me. It was a good me. time, man. Talking to Thank you, you again. Yeah, you've got to come back to We Are Live sometime. This weekend, upcoming shows. You can go to John Caparulo. Dot com. Buy tickets there for the St. Louis Funny Bone. Please do. Go see him. You're going to have a, a, our buddy, uh, a commenter, uh, Birch, sent in a photo. He said he saw you your first night at Harris. So oh, he was okay, really cool. excited to tune oh, in here. So oh, there, a lot I, of good I'm comments here. I'm sorry about the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still getting warmed up. There. I, uh, um, I, yeah, and uh, check, out, uh, check out my website. Check out my uh, uh, comic book, cartoon comic. I, the show I'm trying to make is, is I'm doing a comic series of it, too, and I I brought comic books to St. Louis to sell after the show. Nice. We sold them all last those. night. So, um, <laughs> oh, uh, nice. Check the website. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, it is, it is very cool. That's I'm why he dragged awesome. his ass out of Vegas to here. Yeah, St. Louis supports exactly. me. Yeah, 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 Absolutely. It, 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 we'll take a quick break. It's We Are Live. Thanks again to Tech Electronics for helping make the studio possible. Quick break. We'll be right back with Fair or Foul. Get those in. You can win 10 bucks to buzz Thanks, guys. Wine Grill. Thanks, John. Thank you, man. We are live, live, live. We are live, live, live. We are live, live, live. We are live. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to We Are Live. Chris Simmons, Travis Show. Huge thanks to John Caparulo. Go see him at Funny Bone this weekend. He's, uh, he's, he's officially now a brother of the show. Two-time appearance on the show, what right? A good, I mean, I really do enjoy uh, talking to the Midwestern comedians because... Uh, those guys not only are hardworking, but they are just like, hey, man, I'm just here to tell some jokes mm-hmm. and just enjoy the rest of my life. <laughs> We're just all people, man. <laughs> just chill out. I'm just funnier than you. <laughs> Salt of the earth. 
<laughs> Salt of the earth. Uh, can I tell you guys about my favorite veterinarian in town? I don't know. Who could that be? He's Dr. Ed. Ready? Ready? Dr. Ed. Dr. Ed. Dr. Ed. Damn. That'd be good, boy. That boy can sing. That boy can sing. <laughs> We've got Fair Foul coming up in a minute, <laughs> but uh, I'll tell you more about Dr. Ed and Hillside Animal Hospital. Check out their Facebook page. They're always updating, keeping you informed on their latest fear-free techniques. If you have animals in the St. Louis area or you want to visit St. Louis with your animal, you need to bookmark their page and be sure to go and visit Hillside Animal Hospital. Conveniently Can located. I bark mark that page? I'm ending the stream. Okay, right damn it. Thank I'm you. So sorry, everyone. That's something that uh, we've been talking about doing, and uh, we'll just do that. We'll just uh, mm. we'll get to it when we can get to okay, it. Yeah, I try um, it. Hmm. I try it. Arf! Before we get into Farafowl, okay. you know I like to you know I like to assess your weekends. Guardsy, what do you got going this weekend? So damn nosy. <laughs> it doesn't matter what I'm gonna be doing this weekend, okay? Like, this is my favorite part because Chris asks as if he's going to actually leave the five mile radius of his home. Well maybe that's why he's curious. Mm -hmm. Maybe you just never given me an option. Oh, that's true. Worthy of it. Okay. All right. Well, Gardner, what are you doing this weekend? By the way, fair foul. We got if you want to get one or two more, and we got a, a good crop so far. But movies over three hours long, you could win uh, ten dollars to Buzz's Wine Grill. I got. Uh, I might end up at a place called Tawny tonight. Tawny. Is it called Tawny Sushi Bistro? Sushi so you can Bistro? expect a big video project with us. Is that with Matt Widener and others? Is that with the Messersmiths? Yes. Oh, exciting. I don't may see dime, you there. Don't dime out where the party's at. Oh, sorry. It's a private party, man. Sorry, my bad. I, I probably shouldn't have said yes. Then. Yeah, I, I guess I, oh, my bad. Double. Well, fluid. people know who are in the know and who are celebrities and who will not be allowed in. So, Kankles, nope, not for you, only for us. By the way, so, speaking of that, people in, in filled rooms packed last night at Southtown Pub. Great job, guys. So, Tani. Yeah, that's tonight. Tomorrow, got a wedding. For my cousin. Nice. Wait, wait, wait. Let's talk about this. You're a man of comfort. What's your go-to sushi dive in? Because you're not going to be drinking. You're going to replace the calories with more you fried are, sushi. You are. It's very likely. Orlando Pace has a has a big O roll there. Did you know that? What's in it? it? Deliciousness. Um. Wasn't that a good answer, Trent? That was terrible. I don't really. I'll probably just pancakes. Have a club <laughs> soda. Ah. Like you're not going to eat sushi. I don't eat sushi. You don't eat sushi. Edamame. So Even wait, the do you, fried do you just not like sushi, sushi or you just don't eat it? I don't like it. Oh, okay, okay. Because I have friends who are like, I don't eat sushi. I was like, have you tried it? No. I was like, shut up then. Yeah, okay, tried, but you've tried, tried a lot it. of things. Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> I like how you just look. Yes, mm, I've, I've tried. I've tried food, Travis. Okay. That's oh, it's, it's so all good. good. I'm well, mad at you. you. Yeah, get his ass. Get his Ooh. ass. Yeah, that's the garden I've been looking for. So good, yeah. yeah. You speak for, I don't know, probably a certain percentage of the population here. Let's calm down. I think we all, I think uh, the blacks, the whites, and the Asians meet in the middle on sushi. We all appreciate sushi. For the most part, yes. I don't eat any seafood. I don't, I don't like I seafood. Really? Don't like shrimp. Don't like... Can uh, we get the guy who fell asleep on the board when we first started doing radio to take Gardner's mm -hmm. spot? I like tuna out of a can. <laughs> it's so weird. Put some mustard and mayo in there. I think the I beauty about Chris Gardner is that you don't know Chris Gardner. Like... You have a, a lot journey. of friends. It it's is. A journey. And you have a lot of friends and a lot of people who always speak highly of Chris. But 
if you were to ask them, like, who is ask Chris? Them. Who is Chris Gardner? They'd be like, I'm gonna be honest with you. I've known him for 25 years. I do not know who no Chris clue. Gardner. I feel like Amzinger is probably the same way. He's like known you since you guys were what, uh, teenagers. Um, no, we were early twenties. Early twenties. So still formidable years. Yeah. A lot of thing. Ha- a lot of things probably happened in your life during that time period. I bet you Amzinger will still go. Yeah, man. I think I only still know like forty five percent of Gardner. Yeah. Would that be a fair assessment? Yes. Okay. I mean, he learns stuff every time we hang out. Yes, we, I feel. Like- we had a good conversation <laughs> on aliens. Uh, <laughs> On the golf, uh, on the golf course, last time he was in town. Like we spend a lot of time with Gardner, but we will never, ever, ever get invited to a private golf course where we can play eighteen holes with him. It's just oh, understood no. because Gardner has figured out you brilliantly figured out a way to segment your life for yourself. Like where you like this group of people is for this moment. This group of people is for this moment. This group of people is for this. It is incredibly incredibly intelligent. You figured it out and you may want to consider writing a book because you do it so well. It's seamless. It's incredible because you have your Rosies, then you have your Amzingers, then you have us, and then you have Sean, and then you have Mr. Bojangles. Like you have worlds. You have your own universes essentially set up around St. Louis and only you are the common denominator. The, I'll say this, mm-hmm. and I mean it, and it was dead serious, and uh, maybe I'm spilling the beans on it. Matt Whitener, dead serious, wants to make a Gardner documentary. I would Look, you can try. It would be one of the highest rated shows in the history of Netflix because there are so— A lot so- of shots of Forest Park. <laughs> like, I even feel like your girlfriend's going to be like, yeah, I know 95%. That other 5%, there's something he did in Europe for six months that he still refuses to talk about. But I, I, that's how well I know the man I'm dating. She's getting smarter. <laughs> and we're going to the Fox Theater tomorrow night as well. Nice. What's, What's at the, the Fox, Fox Theater? Waitress. Ah, that's right. Mm-hmm. That should be very delightful. I don't know what it is. Uh, I'm simply going. My friend Don, who spends half his time in Florida now for cash purposes. Mm. Uh, See what I mean? <laughs> Another universe. <laughs> he, um, Can we do? He has season tickets to the Fox. Has really good seats. Nice. Left me them before he left. Oh, out. that's really cool. Can we do uh, a quick little role play here? Since it's theater, you be the waitress on stage. I'll be fifty-three-year-old dude had one too many whiskey sodas at dinner with his wife. And you're performing middle of performance. Go ahead. Are you guys uh, done with everything here? Can I uh, check, please? Oh boy. Check, please. Oh man, that guy. Look at him. Look at him. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. It's gonna happen. It is gonna happen. Am I wrong? No, No. you're very correct. It is St. Louis, and people do have more than one drink before they go to anything. Ready? Do another line. I'll be. I'll be his cousin in row two. Can I get you guys anything for dessert or coffee, perhaps? I'm nudging my wife with my elbow. Something else or wrapping things up or what are we going to do here? I'll have what she's having. <laughs> the movie with the, the city slicker guy. Yeah, you saw, you know, is that Billy Crystal? Was that him? That was Billy. Yeah, that was him. So now I'm going to do this to Jess. Oh, please. Don't. So I'm going to check, please. <laughs> As she just nails you in the arm. She's going right. to punch the hell out of you. I feel like my dad in church when I would sing in a real high falsetto. Yeah. And my dad would just, there'd be an elbow sometimes in the ribs because I'd be saying, There I am, Lord. 
hard. And then Chris. it's either the elbow or it's the mm. glare over. Fast forward to three Easter's from now. <laughs> Same dad at Easter. The young kids gather around the table. Did you hear about the time I yelled, check please, the fox seal? <laughs> oh. Cheryl was telling me you guys went to the Fox three years ago. You went to the city. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not the only ham in the family. No, oh, Steve, uh, Steve, oh. Steve over here. You know what he yelled? Well, what did Steve yell? Steve, you were I'll there. I'll tell him. I'll tell him. Oh, Hang on. What happened? I'll have what she's having. Oh, oh. Steve. Oh. oh, did the agents call immediately after that? <laughs> well, I, the guys at work said I should do stand up. Oh, and okay. I, I figure this is my slice of it. I've seen Netflix. It's not that long. <laughs> A number of Netflix <laughs> so you're gonna wow you got you got a you got a pretty busy weekend yeah congratulations I'll, I'll probably pop in here on Sunday morning then oh nice well but done that's normally my schedule Denman how about yourself you will I don't probably trust be... you in here on the weekends tinkering yeah. around Sunday morning what I'm setting up Sunday setting mornings. up uh, espionage type things get a here. coffee that's what he does he drains the coffee ah, account we get to the bottom it, of it and he brings yeah. a carafe he brings a carafe home travis yes as we get to the bottom I of it i don't this. make coffee here on sunday mornings i bring uh, northwest coffee in my own northwest coffee very jess has the car on sunday I and I can't be alone with my thoughts. I might try and lime scooter down here for my apartment. Nice. That's not bad. That's probably what the like, weather's like. Yeah, I think it may be a little wet this weekend, you, but you should definitely get on. That probably a 15 minutes. Some scooter, potholes right? that could be dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Do you? Do you uh, <laughs> that's very true. This could be, it is very. That's an adventure. Do you tie the hair up on the lime scooter? Bun it? Let samurai? It let it flow? Let it flow. Yeah, see, that's what if I'm it so got jealous. caught? What if it got caught in like a dumpster? Or <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a disaster on oh, our hands. Boy. Hopefully someone's recording at that point randomly. Uh, Chris, uh, what farmer's market will you be attending to this weekend? I won't be leaving my yard. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Uh, just, uh, I can't stand people. I need to recharge. I'll talk to my dogs. Just here and there. Watch Roughly nine hours of other podcasts. Oh, God. Um, go for some, I'll do about eight miles in the park. Mm-hmm. Eight miles in the park doing what? On a bike? Oh, there goes rabbit, like day, like rapping. Oh, you would yeah. know. Oh, you, that's what you mean by your eight mile. Yeah. Okay, you're like, eight miles of what? Mom, spaghetti. <laughs> you don't even like driving eight miles. No, 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 no. I'll, I'll walk my dogs about eight miles over the weekend. Over the weekend. Yes, so, okay, in intervals. Okay, that's not bad at all. Look at you. Big sport. Yep. And Traff? I will. He doesn't be, want to say because he has actual plans. He does. He thinks. He thinks he's so important that people are going to show up and crash well, his thing. thing. Yeah, I don't Sorry. know if I can make it. Is the thing because I'm going to be. At the We're top. not invited. Yeah, so We're not been formally I'm, invited. I'm sending out invites. He made I me, out invites he last made him, night, and then I sent out more invites today. He made me find him a place to hang out, and then wouldn't invite me. I got a text. <laughs> he's got, I a, got text. a text. He, he, not he a text. did. Either. Okay, sorry. So, so yeah, I will. Uh, I've been wanting to try out uh, Sophia's here uh, in Dot Zach building. Sophie's? So I'll be Sophia's. Yeah, Sophia. Don't Sophie's me. Is it Sophie's? Is it Sophia's? Soph. That girl up downstairs. Sophie's. Yes, Sophia's. Sophie's. Why don't Sophie's? you listen to the word I'm saying? I don't think that's. A, is that how you say the it? Dot yes. Zach building. Okay. So yes. So I'm going to do a little cocktail hour here. I will be having dinner with the family at the Midwestern. Um, because a you famous personality it gave it six booties, so it must be good. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to take my very young ass, because I'm turning <laughs> 30, uh, to Westport Social. 
uh, out that's in a big, That's a big night. Yeah, so I'm going to do a little papa shot, do a little, uh, some maybe some karaoke. Trap karaoke? There may be some trap in my karaoke. This is something that I'm new to. Yeah. Explain to me. The trap karaoke is when yeah, you, here we go, here we go, you here don't we go. do the lame songs. <laughs> I did karaoke last night, though. That's going to be our fair he file did. on Monday, Trap yeah. Karaoke. There he, is video He did evidence. karaoke last night, and I he saw. did, uh, yeah. what was it? Oh, boy, you did? Billy Fat Pants sent me a video yes. on the Yes. Damn it, Billy Fat Pants. Were you singing Boys to Men? Mm. I'll make love to you. Yes. By, yeah, by the way, half of the St. Louis comedians were there jamming some karaoke. We owe them a big thank you mm. to the great support we've been shown Wonderful crowd again last night. At absolutely. Aaron, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, haven't told you about Tommy Bannister. He will help you when it's time to sell your home or purchase a new one. That's Tommy, Tommy he's Bannister. He's Circa Properties right here in St. Louis, Missouri. Be sure to take care of your boy because he takes care of us. Let's do some fair foul. At this Sometime. At this defining moment. Change has come to America. People often ask me, what's fair or foul? Is it a segment? Is it a movement? Is it hope? I can't say for certain. Time will be a true test of its power. But I can say, fair or foul is now and forever for the people. Gather around the radio with your loved ones and hold on to your butts. It's now time for fair. We give it back to you, the people. Or foul. <laughs> it's a segment that Gartner calls the best in the world. He said it several times. We have it on record. It's the fair file from four days ago. So I'm gonna do some navigating here, <laughs> trying to pick up the. Oh, oh! Days. I guess the I guess the emails work now, huh? That's fair. Weird. Where else can I can a family? Can I take my family and pay $80 so I can take a nap in one of those fantastic recliners? <laughs> TTs, pink eye. That's a good point. I feel like how many pieces of furniture uh, at Ikea on a Saturday mid-morning are occupied by really angry dads? Just just plunked in. Don't you think? No, because I, I think most, I think Ikea is Ikea. Like you either are prepped to go to Ikea or you're not going at all. So you. I think most men who go to Ikea already know what they're getting into as soon as they walk through the door. So I don't think they would be plopped down. I think they would be enthusiastic about shopping at Ikea. Ikea, the gem of St. Louis. No. Helicopter bait. Okay. Fair. All the studio has to do is start a rumor that there's a nude scene featuring Black Widow. Titanic already proved guys will sit through any three-hour movie <laughs> as long as they're promised a hot redhead gets naked. <laughs> The black sheep coming strong. <laughs> Very true. Foul. A three-hour movie? Three minutes is more like it from you chumps and your sad sack of walnuts. Not a mean. Cankles. P.S. I know it's a lame submission, but I do not want to bang on Travis's mom again. What? I don't, I don't follow. Cankles. You're not invited to my birthday weekend. Yeah, that'll show him. That'll show his ass. He'll learn. All right, hang on. Oh, boy. Chris and Reed. Working through it. Here we go. Reading comprehension from Farmington's Finest. Here we go. We only paid $35,000 a year to Columbia College, and here we are. Chris Dedman, unable to follow Fair. how the internet works. We've become such a fat, lazy people 
that we binge watch everything. We literally sit on the couch watching TV for so long that the TV has to ask if we're still watching or if we've died. <laughs> I think we can handle a three-plus-hour Marvel movie. <laughs> the real crime here is that the first two National Treasures were only two hours, 11 minutes each. Amen. Were they really? That oh. was the total between those two movies? Well, no, each. Oh, each. Okay, I was like, man, I was like, damn, are you telling me two? Goodness. Speaking of comprehension, mm -hmm. I didn't do math, Wales. When Gardner bankrolls number three, we need to push four hours to cover all of the conspiracies. Triangle Assassin. I like that play. Do you? I just realized, is that the Declaration of Independence? <laughs> is he is he carrying that around like on his satchel? And that's yeah. like, oh, wow. Man, they really, they went in deep with that thing, didn't they? By the way, Travis, you're going to Trevue National Treasure next week. Okay. That's your Trevue. All right. Foul. Us didn't need to be over three hours long. I know what you're saying. That it only has a runtime of one hour and 56 minutes. But all the white South, uh, white South Countyans who went to Ronnie's over the weekend thought they were only going to be scared of black people on the screen. <laughs> oh God, they're the theaters. <laughs> Jordan oh, Peele's a genius. It must be like a live performance <laughs> art thing. Oh man, this is good, man. Look, and they're like right there. You can touch them. It's like 4D. So, so when Travsaurus strolled in and they realized <laughs> there was a real life black person in the theater, they internally started screaming, Screaming, oh, we're gonna die! <laughs> Since they were on edge, time started moving at half speed for them until the movie's over, and they finally made it to Applebee's, their favorite food restaurant. You won't believe what we saw at the Ronnie's. The Negroes are actually in the theaters. That's from the JVL Jackal. It is a good food restaurant. <laughs> it certainly delicious. is. Uh, good, good stuff. I'm sorry if I missed any of them through the wonders of the internet, mm -hmm. but it uh, seems like we got a good uh, amount in. What do you got, Guardsy? Man, that's tough. That's a good grouping. That mm -hmm. is good. Um, I'm going to go Black Sheep. I am going to go Black Sheep as well. Black Sheep wins. $10 to Buzz's Hawaiian Grill. Congratulations to you and yours, everybody. $10 to Buzz's Hawaiian Grill. Big thanks to everybody for tuning in. Be sure to check out all the people who support us. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. We're back on the live stream Monday at 8 a.m. Peace!